Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Super wild card weekend starting tomorrow. We've got NFL action and it matters. And Sunday we've got an NFL slate and it matters. Monday we've got NFL action and boy does it and I'm matter home. to unpack And I'm home. Uh, you are home. This it is the season of the postseason in the NFL and the season of Ian, as we like to call it, because he is home. College football is over. He gets to watch these games over Super Wild Card Weekend from his house with his daughters and his wife Come on, on his couch. Yes, not in negative thirty wind chill in Kansas City, which is also an option this weekend if that's what you're into. Let's bring in Anita Marks to help us with all things betting here. ESPN Sports Betting Analyst and contributor. And Anita, as always, of course, thanks for joining us. Let's just start with the Saturday slate. Cleveland Browns, Houston Texans, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. What do you, how do you see this game? What do you like in this one? Yeah, how can you not like the Browns? Right. Like, you know, that we hear it time and time again, defense wins championships. I don't know if the Browns win the championship, but I do believe they win this game because they have the number one defense in the NFL. They're only allowing 270 yards per game. On top of that, Joe Flacco has just been an absolute beast. Right. I mean, he's just been absolutely terrific Uh, in this offense. He just grips it and rips it. Uh, and he's, he's got a lot of weapons he's working with. He's got a solid offensive line. Uh, I, I, I like the play calling here as well. Meanwhile, for the Texans, young team, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, and that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Uh, you know, you go back and you look at, like, the Colts, the Jets, the Falcons, the Ravens, uh, rookie, rookie quarterbacks, rookie head coaches, unfortunately, they do not win in the postseason, as great as C.J. Stroud has been. So I'm going to lay the points with the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'll lay the two. Also, I like Joe Flacco overpassing yards. The connection between him and Njoku, their tight end, has been tremendous. I like Njoku over receiving yards. And also, I think because you've got a rookie quarterback, I think the Texans are going to be very committed to running the football. So I like Devin Singletary over rushing yards. In regard to those are my three favorite prop bets heading into that matchup. Love it. Uh, I, I, I don't love the, the 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 Cleveland side. I love the prop bets, Anita, because part of me is wondering if Joe Flacco at some point around kickoff is going to go and turn into a pumpkin. I, I I don't know. I mean, so I'm not going to bet the side, but I love the Been props. Super Bowl MVP before. I know. I get it. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Miami and Pittsburgh on the road in these remarkable conditions. These two games, Anita, fascinate me. Let's start Miami at Kansas City. Wind chill. I did a game there as a field analyst nine years ago, and it was negative 17. And I can't tell you, that's the coldest I've ever been in my life. Wind chill on this one, negative 30. KC minus four and a half at home, negative 30 wind chill. Total 44. Start with that one. What do you see? Yeah, good luck, Tua. 
Right? I mean, right. I mean, I mean, I mean, like uh, probably my favorite prop bet here is under 230 and a half passing yards for him. Uh, like, will he have negative passing yards? Possibly. Um, yeah, good luck with that. Listen, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team. Are they the Kansas City Chiefs uh, that we've seen in years past, you know, especially winning Super Bowls? No, they're not. Um, they have definitely limped towards the finish line. But they're still a really good team, and you hit the nail on the head, right? Like, these are their conditions. This is what they're used to. Uh, let's, let's, let's also keep in mind they're very well-rested. They didn't have to play their starters, especially Travis Kelsey, who's coming in very, very healthy. Uh, and needs to find the end zone because he hasn't found the end zone in, in quite a while. It's so funny. My mom texts me, is, <laughs> is Taylor Swift, is his girlfriend going to be at the game? I'm like, I don't know, Mom. She's like, well, that's how – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet on the, the Dolphins if Taylor Swift is there. Okay, you do that. Uh, not me. Uh, I still – Swift is there. Swifties are there. I'm still going to lay the points with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think – um, the, the weather conditions, you mentioned the wind, the freezing conditions. Tua is 0-4 as a starter when game temperatures start below 45 degrees. And this is going to be well, well below 45 degrees. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are banged up. They've got a lot of injuries. This is a short work week. So uh, I'm going to lay the points with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I said, I'm going to go Tua under passing yards. I'm going to go Pacheco over rushing yards because I think Kansas City is going to be really committed to running the football. And I'm going to go Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. Dude's got to score. I mean, come on. Enough <laughs> is enough. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. I think his girlfriend will, in fact, be there because I would imagine those suites are quite warm. And she certainly has access to them. Let's move on to the Sunday slate. Anita Marks, ESPN sports betting analyst, joining us here on Amber and Ian, presented by Progressive Insurance. So on Sunday, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Buffalo Bills at 1 p.m. What do you like in this one? Yeah, I like the Steelers here. You know, they're getting 9, 10 in some places. So I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers with the points. I'm also going to use them as a two-team six-point teaser, which means I'm going to take the 9 or the 10, and I'm going to take the six-point teaser, and I'm going to tease them up to plus 15 or plus 16. This is another, another game, wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour. The team that runs the football the best I think is going to win. And, boy, have they been running the football extremely well with Najee Harris since uh, Mason Rudolph took over as uh, their starting quarterback. So um, I I do believe the Bills win, but I think this is going to be a close one. Give me the Steelers. Give me the points. I like Najee Harris over 14.5 rushing attempts, and I also like Najee Harris any time touchdown. And you can get that at plus 175. Wow. I go to Sunday, Green Bay, Dallas. That's one of the marquee matchups. You know, 3.30 Central time, Dallas time, 4.30 Eastern on Fox. Dallas right now around a a 7.5 point favorite, total around 50, 50.5. Anything you like in this particular matchup? I love the over here. You know, Dak Prescott puts on a clinic at home. They're indoors. You don't have to worry about the weather here on a fast track. Mike McCarthy, a revenge game for him, going up against his old team. So, you know, he's going to want to, like, rub it in. So uh, I love the over here. And listen, let's give credit where credit's due. Like Jordan Love, he's been playing. He's been a top-five quarterback uh, since the midseason. He's got 18 touchdown passes and, and only one interception his last eight starts. So this is a Green Bay Packers team. Don't sleep on them now. 
they're they're putting up some points, and the Dallas Cowboys defense isn't anything to write home about as of late. Okay, so I think over fifty and a half points, I think, is the way to go here. The night game on Sunday night, the Lions favored by three, according to ESPN. Bet over the Rams. Anita, what do you have here? Yeah, I love the Rams. Kimmy the three. I'll buy the hook. I'll buy them up to three and a half. I'm going to use them as a teaser as well. I'll tease them up to plus nine, plus nine and a half. This Rams team, you know, we always hear that. Oh, I don't want to go up against that team in the playoffs. A lot of people saying it's the Cleveland Browns. I think it's the Rams right now. They're rested. They're rested. Sean McVay knows golf better than anyone. He knows his tendencies. He knows his weaknesses. I think the Lions are in for a heap of trouble. I like the Rams here. I think they win straight up. So give me, give me the Rams with the points at three, three and a half. Hey, Anita, is that your, your favorite two-team, Pittsburgh and the Rams, getting Pittsburgh up to 16 and the Rams plus nine, nine and a half? Yeah, sign me up. Okay. I'll take that. I'm firing this in as we're talking, right? I'm just making sure I'm getting the two teams yeah, right. Man, yeah, man. Mama, mama will, mama's going to buy a new pair of shoes on Tuesday morning. I got to pay for Christmas, Anita. Go. Come here. Yeah, I, got, I got two teenage girls. I mean, come on. There we go. Finally here, Anita, Monday night. You got Eagles Bucks, 8.15 p.m. Give us something from this quickly. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't. I don't – I'm not thrilled with either of these teams. The Eagles have just looked god-awful. Uh, they're, they're still dealing with some injuries. Um, I, I, I don't have really a, a lot of conviction on this game. If I was going to play this, which, you know me, I play everything, um, I, I'm, I'm going to play the under. I'll play the under at 43-and-a-half. That's where I'm leaning right now. I don't love this game. I don't love it. So – uh, and, and, and like I said, I, I'm not thrilled with either of these two teams, especially the Eagles. They're coming in just looking really you, – you want to look you – you want to be the Rams, right? You want to come in to the postseason looking good, playing well, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and the Eagles are just not. So I, I think these are just two sputtering teams right now. So I would play the under at 43-and-a-half. Eagles favored by three, according to ESPN. Bet Anita Marks. She is an ESPN bet contributor. Thanks, Anita. You got it. Good luck. Have fun this weekend. Thank you. We definitely will. How can you not have fun on Wild Card Weekend? Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we know Mike Vrabel is not going to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. So where is he going to go? We'll find out. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. There's a thought for a moment there that Mike Vrabel might be the choice for the New England Patriots. We know that's not the case. It was Gerard Mayo apparently all along. Gerard Mayo, when he got that contract extension a year ago, it was already inked out then that he was going to be the successor. It's why the Patriots didn't even have to do interviews. They'd already filed it with the league office. Bada bing, bada boom. He is now the head coach of the New England Patriots. Mike Vrabel is a free agent still as a head coach. Certainly there will be teams that are interested. Where will he end up? Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons with you here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line if you want to join the conversation. We love that. Triple eight, say ESPN. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN, or you can find me at Amber W Sports on social. So let's talk about Vrabel because Albert Breer was on with you Wednesday, Ian, when I was sick. And he made an interesting point about Vrabel, maybe, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Take a listen. I'm going to say the Raiders. And I know that's a curveball. But Brady was at practice on Friday. And, you know, obviously there's been some back and forth on his stake in the team and everything else. I think he's going to be influential. And I think if they're going to go away from Antonio Pierce, it's going to be for a big name. And so, you know, I think that the two guys that Brady has really good relationships with that are out there on the market right now are Vrabel and Harbaugh. And I think Vrabel would make sense for Vegas just in that if you're going to replace Antonio Pierce with someone, you got to do it with somebody who's going to get the player's respect and Vrabel will be able to do that the minute he walks in the room. And you're going to want a program builder, somebody who can build the right sort of environment and build out the front office and help you with everything, kind of be the king of the building. And I think that's who Mike can be. And um, Brady and, and Vrabel are thick as thieves. Well, I've known Mike Vrabel, Amber, for 20 years. Um, love the guy. He was born to be a coach. He is as intense of a competitor as I've ever been around. Tom Brady is not officially a minority owner of the Raiders, as far as I know. Right? I mean, I've been on the road for college football, but going back to mid-December, it was not official yet, correct? That, that Tom Brady uh, is not officially. Official. Is it official now? It's not official. Let me uh, look it up. Googling, it yeah, 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 yeah. All right, or so we just—I'm googling fast. I'm googling but, fast. I mean, but, he had but, the deal to be the minority it, minority owner. Yeah, I mean, the NFL is has it to, done? Had to approve it. I don't know if it's been I approved yet, right? I, so, I'm not. I'm not seeing. But bottom yes, line, I'm not seeing that it's been approved. Right. So, but but to Breer's point, <clears throat> Mark Davis is is got you know hmm. Tom Brady has Mark Davis's ear, the owner, you know. Grand Poobah, CEO of the Raiders. And if Tom Brady is telling Mark Davis, we need Rabel, well, that's going to be interesting. One, again, full disclaimer, I would hire Mike Rabel to do anything. The man does not fail. He's never failed at anything in his life. 
from being a husband, a dad, a football player, a coach. I mean, he's been to an AFC championship game, and he will tell you first, yeah, he has failed as a head coach because he has not won a Lombardi yet. That's that's the level of excellence that Rabel holds himself accountable to. Having said that, you had Rich Passaccia, right? Before Mark Davis passed on him, who led the Raiders to the, a playoff game, one throw away on the road against Cincinnati to surviving and advancing in the playoffs after John Gruden had to be punted because of the emails and everything else that happened in, you know, you know, Suggs and everything else that happened around that Raider team. You passed on Basaccio when the players were telling you, this is our guy. And you went for a splash name. This is the ultimate example of winning a presser doesn't win games. And they went for Josh McDaniels. Oh, yeah. All right. Here, here, here's the, the pomp and circumstance. And you won a press conference. Well, how'd that end up? Now you have Antonio Pierce, who the players also love. Mm-hmm. And has done a pretty damn good job as an interim head coach. Now, if you're Mark Davis, what do you do? Do you pass on Pierce, as you did with Basaccia, and bring in Vrabel? Or do you stick with Pierce? That is not an easy decision, in my opinion, if you're Mark Davis. I was there the first week that Antonio Pierce was the interim head coach. Not just former college guys, right, that I I knew covering in college, Amber, but security guards were telling me how there's a different feel in the building from the players to security guards saying it just feels different that now Josh McDaniels is out and Antonio Pierce was the interim head coach. Let that sink in, how far that fell through the rank and file of the – not just Raider Nation, Raider fandom, but also just the entire organization. So what do you do? Do you keep that guy? Well, or do you move on and go to down, and go to Vrabel? Some of it might come down to finances, right? Because certainly uh, the finance the financial commitment there might look a little bit different to Antonio Pierce than it looks to a coach like Mike Vrabel, the name that Vrabel has, the success that he had with Tennessee in six seasons, posting winning seasons in his first four. They made that AFC championship game in in 2019. They won the division multiple times during his tenureship there as head coach in Tennessee, and he's a wildly respected coach. And I think because of that, because of the resume of Vrabel, and it's what Albert Breer just said in that clip when he was on with you on Wednesday, you have to have that sort of, of clout in order to sell it to the team because the players love Pierce. And so you are dancing a delicate dance right now. You saw just the change in effort going from Josh McDaniels to Antonio Pierce, the way that the players started playing in a way that they security guards unwilling to play Damn security guards talking about a feel in the building. I mean, from from all accounts, it was miserable to be there when Josh McDaniels was the head coach. And then Antonio Pierce comes in and and all of that quickly changes without even changing personnel at all, without even having an opportunity for any room for for improvement. You you know what Pierce told me? Pierce Pierce told me in in pregame against that game of the Giants when Daniel Jones tore his ACL. 
I said, what's your biggest message to the team? He goes, go have fun. Show your personalities. Just just go play ball. Right. Just for the love it of the It hadn't been fun, man. Let's go go have fun. That's it. That, that is a very simple message from a guy who truly had a pulse of a room that was so tense and miserable, right? To, man, just let you drop your shoulders and let's just go play ball. And they did. And they embraced look, it. Look at what... Right. And and look at what's happened across the league, though, here. I mean, you just saw it with the New England Patriots. They hire the guy who played for them. They hire the 37-year-old coach, right? The young gun that they could ride with for decades and decades if it works out. These young coaches are having an opportunity here and these former players in a way that we haven't seen before. We know how it's gone for D'Amico Ryans in Houston. Antonio Pierce is one of those guys just in his mid-40s able to relate to these players. Of course, a former player himself. And now with Las Vegas dragging their feet, He's interviewing for the Titans job, according to reports. So we could live in a world here, Ian, where Antonio <laughs> Pierce is the head coach of the Tennessee Titans and, and Mike Vrabel is the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, God bless your football, right? I mean, but you if cannot you're Mark make Davis, that you up. Ha- it's funny. But if you're Mark Davis, that's got to give you a little pause, right, too? Because it's like, all right, the guy that I already have in-house, I mean, he's getting other interviews. Like, I People, people around the league are intrigued by. Well, what let me ask you. Here. Let me ask you this: How much would the mistake of not keeping Rich Passaccia, as you, you know, going from interim to permanent, is in the back of your mind when it comes to Antonio Pierce? Right. I think I think you can take the swing and the miss a little bit better when you go for the name that everybody would go for, right? And, and there was a little. But everybody that loved Josh McDaniels. McDaniels that won the presser. Right? Right. So Mark Davis can be like, hey, you would have done it, too. You know, same with Mike Vrabel. Hey, you would have done it, too, if he's I'll available. Do. Right. I'll, as much as I respect AP, I'm going with Vrabel. I would. Are you? Yeah, Absolutely. because of the name. Right. No. Gosh, and, and the I, person and Davis, the coach. All of it. If I'm Mark Davis, I'm inking a short contract with Pierce. I'm staying with what I have, but just for now. It doesn't need to be an eight-year-long deal. Like, give him another opportunity, another season to prove himself. We're going to get another opportunity to prove ourselves as well. We're going to head back to Kalen DeBoer. He is now the head coach of Alabama. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Discussed just yesterday, who the hell wants to be the man who follows the man? And there is no bigger man, so to speak, than Nick Saban in terms of shoes that you have to fill. Who wants that where you have to live up to the expectations and the greatness that Nick Saban has set there in Alabama? Well, today we have our answer. His name is Kalen DeBoer, and he certainly has himself had a whole lot of success across the landscape of college football. Amber and Ian's presented by Progressive. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So the former coach of Washington is now the coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. We know what he did in Washington this season. Ian wins a Pac-12 championship right there competing for a national championship. Alabama has more resources, though, right? I mean, at the end of the day, Bama has more money. And so he ends up leaving for the SEC. Washington tried to get him to stay. Of course, they were willing to offer him a boatload of money to stay as well. But the reality is the reality, and the pockets at Alabama are a little bit deeper. Yeah, Not just that, but but it wasn't money. I mean, Troy Dannon, you know, the first-year AD at Washington has had a remarkable run uh, going back to his days of the, as the AD at Tulane where he hired a good man named Willie, Willie Fritz, right? Home run hire. He, he, look, it wasn't about money. They offered DeBoer $9, $10 million per. You hit – what you said last is what hits home, resources. I mean, for anybody who's never been to the Alabama facility – NFL teams do not have what Alabama has. It is insane. They have these damn sleep pods, right, where players can go in and for 30 minutes you lay down in this sleep pod where you lay down this board and the board disappears beneath you and it's all just water comes underneath and you have your your earbuds in and you – 30 minutes in that thing of relaxation is the equivalent of three hours of complete muscle relaxation. That's the kind of, 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 that's just one small example of what Alabama has that a lot of schools don't. And those damn things cost about 20 grand a pop. They got a lot of them. Of course. Right? So they got money. They got right. a lot I mean, of money. And so, but, but no, Washington I mean, had money. But bottom line is this I mean, uh, uh, and to your point, and you are spot on. You, it takes a massive, massive amount of confidence to follow a guy like Nick Saban. Well, we have gotten to know Kellen DeBoer the last couple of years. We, we, we have seen him and covered him in person six times, going back to the Alamo Bowl last year, five times this year. The man is as intense as it gets, but also has a remarkable in-game calming effect. And I've told you that story a million times about, you know, Oregon State, you know, one score game on the road, monsoon. And he's putting his arm around me going, what we got? This is why we love the game. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm, I'm more nervous than this dude is. And he's coaching in this game with a, with a Pac-12 title on the line and a college football playoff berth on the line. Bottom line is this. He's 104-12 and 12 in his career as a head coach. Seven 11-win seasons in nine years. 5-0 and against Steve Sarkeesian and Dan Lanning. And I respect the hell out of both those guys. He goes to the Natty in year two at Washington and zero problems off the field. 
The man's a winner, Amber, bottom line. He is a winner. Uh, he has done that at every level so far in college football throughout his career. This will be the hardest task ahead of him, trying to win at Alabama. Now, on one hand, he's being left with a program, or he's taking over a program left by Saban that's packed full of talent, right? So from that perspective, you know, Saban left this thing in a good situation. Saban was going out on top. He still has another ring to put on his finger in the SEC this season. So from that perspective, Kalen DeBoer is in a good situation. But, of course, he's headed to the SEC. It's going to be an expanded playoff. You're still navigating the transfer portal. When Nick Saban retires, that's, of course, going to cost you there maybe a little bit. You're now trying to maintain recruits, which apparently Saban's been helping out with, but you're yep. trying to stop the mass exodus that He was at the, at the facility today. Saban leaves. was at the facility today on the yeah. phone with recruits. I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to it. And Caleb DeBoer, though, he has the experience and certainly now also has the resources there at Alabama. Ian mentioned that he has spent a lot of time with DeBoer this season when he was the head coach of the Washington Huskies. Take a listen to it. How do you get your teams to be playing their best football at the end of the season? I think it says a lot about just trying to challenge the guys, improve every single day, and that we take the whole stretch. And I, and I tell the guys the first meeting of the year in January, each and every season, is just like, what we are now can't be who we are the first practice in the spring, and it can't be who we are at the end of spring ball. And just kind of go through the whole calendar, and I keep challenging them. You know, during fall camp, week one, we can't be where we're at now three weeks from now in week one of the season. And, and I think the guys just, you know, they really buy into that. And you break it down and try to be make it about one day and just being the best, just challenging them. And we talk about in terms of being 1-0 and and just winning this meeting, winning this day. Getting that 1% better every single day, it, it sounds easy, but uh, folks, trust me, it, it is not that simple. How do you make sure that does happen? Is it player-led? I mean, how do you make sure that message continues not to fall on deaf ears? Yeah, it's really hard. And you have to show in different ways the progress that is happening. You got to try to identify week to week. What I think one of the jobs of a coach is a big job is for us to get feedback. And guys want this. Like they still, I don't care if it's now or 30 years, it's just, the players are the same. They, they want to be loved and they want to be held accountable and they want to get better. They want to be the best they can be. So showing them each and every Sunday, you know, hey, this is where we're falling short in this area and where we got to get better. And then the next week, showing them, hey, we got better at this. The feedback from day to day, you know, and just challenging them and not letting things slide ever. That accountability comes from the coaches and showing them what it should look like. But if you can really get them because of their strong relationships with each other to hold each other accountable and just empowering them means so much more than even ours as a coach. I'm talking to you at the end of the third quarter in a one-score game in a monsoon on the road against a top-20 team in Oregon State and Corvallis, and you were calmer than I was. Where does that come from? Some of it may be just who you are and your personality, and just. but I think a lot of it has to do with the experiences you've been through um, and then the understanding of, of how it went well and how it didn't over all those years, uh, and then just trusting the people around you and just continue to stay uh, level-headed, stay consistent, and just communicate. You know, and I got a staff that, you know, we just 
stay the course, and I think that trickles uh, down to our players, and they just stay the course, and that confidence that, you know, if we just keep coaching them up, we refer to it kind of with a fighter's mentality, just keep swinging, you know, just keep punching, have no regrets when it's all said and done, because you haven't harped on the things that you would have, could have, should have earlier in the game, just focus on the future, I mean, that's that's all you have to do, and just stay stay the course. Uh, he's a remarkable, unique individual, Amber. I mean, and that conversation was the day before the college football semifinal against Texas. And talking to him the day before the national championship, he was so calm, cool, collected. But you watch him on the field, he is as intense as any human you've ever seen. And Harry Black, you know, Ari Peter Knight, you played in the Big Ten. I mean, you, you were an offensive lineman at Illinois. When you hear a head coach saying that, I mean, when it comes to transfer portal or anything else, I mean, your reaction as a former Power 5 offensive lineman, what you just heard from Kalen DeBoer. Listening to that kind of guy who's just able to stay that, like you said, with that kind of demeanor, that kind of like attitude, I think the one that really struck me the most is how he was able to keep his composure. Like you said, in the game in Corvallis against the Beavers, that was a close game against a team in a hostile environment. He was able to keep his composure the way he was. When he's able to do that, everyone falls in line. You know, when you it see bleeds the, to a team, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, when he put see, his arm around me, Amber Harry. He put his like, like what do you got, Fitz? I'm like, dude, we're in a monsoon. It's 38 degrees. And you're going, what do you got? When Are you, you kidding me? When the guy in charge is the one who's acting like that, that's why the team makes it as far as they made it this year. I mean, we've heard all the all the things about how, you know, Washington doesn't get the same kind of recruits and he's able to do what he did with those guys. He got into the national championship. That's a hell of a coach. So, Amber, having said that and hearing that from an offensive lineman from the Big Ten and Harry Black, I'm going to pose this to you. You give that guy that we just heard from Alabama's resources? Come on. It's 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 a big upgrade, and it's one reason that I would imagine that if you're DeBoer, you're very attracted to go to Alabama. But it's not the entire game, right? I mean, as a Gators fan, I can tell you, we just built new, beautiful facilities that are absolutely top-notch. And has it gotten us every five-star recruit out there? Absolutely not. Because what matters the most today, we're like behind the eight ball. People were complaining about the Gator facilities back in the Spurrier's days. If they had made that commitment back then, it would have mattered. It would have been everything, which is one reason that you mentioned Alabama has done so well these years. Now in 2024, sure, the locker room is cool or the indoor practice facility is cool or your napping pod is cool. All of that is nice if you're a student athlete. But show me the money, right? That's what's nicer. These booster collectives have everything to do with the resources, the booster money that's behind your program. The availability of recruits. Recruiting is a national game now. It's not just in your area, but certainly there's a lot of guys in Bama. The recognizability of that program, what recruits all over the nation know about the pedigree of that program, all of that's helpful to DeBoer and makes his job all that much easier than maybe it would have been at Washington trying to win multiple national championships. The competition, though, is higher, right? The expectation levels much, much higher at Alabama. So it's interesting. Like, he will have the resources to get it done. He must believe in himself through and through. Oh, because it yeah, takes he does. a special he person yep. to want to follow Nick Saban. It really does. Uh, I commend he, him for it. 
He, he's, he, that, that's one I thing that this it. man is not afraid of is a challenge. Uh, it, it's, I'm, I'm telling you, that, that is not part of his DNA. But, you know, I say I wouldn't want to do it, but I guess like you have to think of it in your own life, right? Like your own dreams, the things that are so important to you. And I guess like if one day I got the offer to replace Stephen A. Smith on first take, if Stephen A. Smith left first take, I, I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. It'd probably be a bad decision, but I would do it, Ian, because filling those shoes. Did you just is compare terrifying. Stephen A. Smith to Nick Saban? To Nick Saban? Yeah. When we're talking about the ESPN or first take spear, if you're whittling it down to something that is more applicable to your own life, like would you actually turn down the opportunity that you've always wanted? And the answer to that is probably no, even if you have some concerns about filling some big shoes. Everybody can relate to that. I'm trying Steve to... Smith is Nick Saban. Come on. A first of debate television, anyways. Come on. You got to think of Stephen A. that. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian. Dolphins fans, we are the Nick Saban of sports radio. Dolphins fans, unfortunately, I'm going to have to tell you, and this is not me nah, telling you. read but it. James Steele, read James it. Steele is going to force me. We do a segment, and it's called Why Your Team Won't Win the Super Bowl, and I'm going to have to try to come up with some ridiculous reason why we won't win the Super Bowl. That's next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Why your team won't win the Super Bowl. Oh, no! We suck again! With Amber and Ian. There's a chance we won't win? Both of these teams are teams Just one that at points we would have been talking about how they could win a Super Bowl, Ian. I would say the narrative around both of these teams has changed quite a bit and that there aren't that many people that believe either of them, frankly, can win a Super Bowl. And then you add into it the weather factor in this matchup. That last part, right there. 30 degree wind chill, negative 30 when these two teams go at it at 8, 10 p.m. tomorrow night. The Chiefs at home favored in that weather by four and a half. But tell me why they won't win the Super Bowl, Ian. Miami won't win the Super Bowl because of, well, the weather in Kansas City. Bottom line, end of conversation. I took the under in this game two days ago. At the time, I got it on a ESPN bet. 
at 44 and a half. It's down to 44. I would expect it to fall at negative 30 degrees. I was there nine years ago, Colts and Chiefs. Adam Vinatieri, who we talked to last night, Colts kicker at the time, one of the coldest games he's ever played in, sent me a picture of he and I. I sent it to you, Amber. I mean, I've got Under Armour ski gear and, and, and smart wool, double-layered, head-to-toe, right? I mean, the heaviest coat I own. I've got heat warmers in my underneath my hat, in my gloves, in my boots, you name it. That was negative 17. This is negative 30. Sorry. I will the only and the number one reason why I have Miami not win the Super Bowl is because of negative 30 in Kansas City. Now That's I will leave this because it's the first time you and James Steele, James Steele, our producer, yes. Kansas City fan, you diehard fish fan, your frozen fish going to Kansas City. This is where I leave the two of you alone because you guys are about to argue like two brothers and sisters. I have a list that, of why the went, Dolphins were in the Super Bowl. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, their last playoff win was in You know, Amber was December supposed to go next. Uh, as, as to, uh, hold on, James. You know, what? she was supposed to go next as to who doesn't I'm, But I have Super a list. Bowl. Hold on. Uh, their last show. playoff the was, Amber and Ian. was in December of 2000. I mean, nothing good has ever come from the year 2000. That might be a good thing. Tua has small hands, I think. So... To a small hands. Uh, Floridians in the cold. I watched you struggle to take on and off a winter jacket when you were in Bristol last winter. (laughs) Uh, There's no way people from Miami are going to be able to function (laughs) in the cold. Um, Dolphins are are mammals, but they live in the water. That seems pretty suspect. Uh, Maybe, I think maybe the 10-foot-tall aliens that were uh, in Miami a couple weeks ago were there to scout the Dolphins for the Chiefs. So I think that might that might or play they into be it. Part of the Dolphins, we are very injured. We could oh, hold on, hold on, and also, 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 all of the defensive players on the Dolphins, uh, their ligaments exploded. So, um, <laughs> so there is that. That's my. That's also, the part. Also, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, you're still going. Got it. Uh, you already said that one, by the way. Uh, no, it's uh, the last I mean, part. It's the last thing that you said you about the defense. And everyone's ligaments exploding on this Miami Dolphins defense. If I'm giving a reason why my team won't win the Super Bowl in the Miami Dolphins, that would be the reason. It would be the injuries and and nothing more. Sure, the weather's going to suck. The weather's also going to suck for Kansas City as well. What sucks a lot harder is when a team is unhealthy at the wrong time. And a lot of the times, the team that ends up getting to the Super Bowl also correlates to the healthiest team in the NFL at that time, right? You need your key pieces. The defense is battered up. We know, banged up. We know that they have no run defense, that they, like, the pass rush. I mean, forget about it. They're, they're out of pass rushers. They're, they're signing guys off the street. They're recruiting those aliens that were at Bayside to try to have them play for the Dolphins in that regard. And then we got the IR report so far where we don't know the players that are actually going to be a scratch tomorrow, but the players that are still on the list that could be, they seem pretty important. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Ramsey, Devon Achan, Teron Armstead, Liam Eikenberg. Those guys are all still on the injury report. That does not bode well for the for my Miami Dolphins. So it's just health if I have to name a reason. Now, we also have to name a reason that the Kansas City Chiefs won't win no the reason. Super Bowl. <laughs> and my reason for that... <laughs> is that the Chiefs cannot catch the football. 
right? I, I, they have more dropped <laughs> passes in the NFL than any other team this season. The Cleveland Browns offense led the NFL in turnovers with 37. They played with five different starting quarterbacks, but they still scored more points per game, 23.3, than Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs did this season. That offense, even with the greatest quarterback in the league, has not been clicking. That's why the Chiefs ain't winning a Super Bowl yet. Yeah, no, there's no reasons. I think you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. See, the buzzer doesn't no, lie. Well, you're wrong that there's I'm a wrong. buzzer. Do you Hold hear on. the buzzer? Do you guys That's, have a bet? I don't know where Let's that get a wager from. here. I mean, yeah, is somebody? I mean, is somebody wearing a you know Kansas City gear, Miami gear? I mean, what are we, what are we doing? Money? I mean, I'm all about a croaker, a hundo, one way or the other. But it, you guys figure it out. What are we doing? We're gonna eat something nasty. Wagering sardines? this game with negative thirty. I I told James, see you there, and then he told me that. Give I'd me have to the wager. The and, Give me the wager. By the way, I yeah, we probably Amber, the tickets. Word salad. Word salad. Give me the wager. Do you want to have to wear a Dolphins hoodie, James? Trade in your Chiefs hoodie for a Dolphins hoodie when you lose tomorrow. Kevin Winter just came in and threw a a card at me that says "loser changes Twitter picture." That's good. That's good for a week. Wow. For a week. For to a week. What? To what though? What are we I guess changing? They get the pick. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess we get the pick. Oh, this is terrible. This is a terrible. That's, that's idea. the bet. It's done. There it is. Yeah, done. winner's choice. Kevin Winter, you sick I, son of a. Yeah, I love it. Ooh, that's it. That's that was the close. Bet. Oh, so it is said. Yeah, I know it was. So, yeah. so it is done. Harry's uh, finger squarely on the dump button. Coming up next, uh, we. Continue on here on ESPN Radio <laughs> and on the ESPN app. <laughs> Picture in your head.